This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So welcome friends to a special recording of the Freedom Fighters podcast. I am so honoured to be interviewing a Christian author, leader and counsellor uh, for America, John Eldridge, who's had such a, an amazing impact in my own life and those are the guys I'm working with. And so I'm going to be talking to him around how's he not been losing heart? How, how you know how's that been going for him and all the the different things he's dealing with over in America? And so we we had a really good interview. There's a lot in store here, a lot in, a lot of good stuff, treasures that he, that he's that he's sharing with. So I pray this really blesses and and helps you guys. All right, God bless you. Welcome everybody to uh, this first recording. Doing a a series as part of uh, you know a focus on the how to not lose heart in a COVID world, and uh, we've been connecting with people all over the world uh, to to ask you know how are you not losing heart, and uh, so this week on the first sorry the first uh, film film recording, I have got the privilege the honour uh, to introduce my friend to you, and. Uh, John Eldridge, how are you, sir? Yeah, Derek, I'm good. I'm really glad to be here with you. Yeah. So I appreciate you, John. So a wee bit of introduction. Um, back in 2017, um, my stepdaughter had a book called Waking the Dead. For this author, I knew nothing about, named John Eldridge. So I sold millions of copies of these books all over the world. And... Uh, she had uh, left it in a box and I saw the book and I felt I've got to put that in the library so put it in the library one night couldn't sleep I woke up and I take that book out the shelf and I open it to a page it was the ransomed heart was one of the chapters and it, it spoke of John's uh, calling into fighting for the hearts and men uh, hearts and minds of men's and women's hearts. And I'm sitting, the leader of the Freedom Fighters movement in, in, in Ayrshire, and the very same thing had happened to me six years previous. And I'm going, no way. No way this has happened to you. You know, through the same movie, through the, you know, the, the, the same kind of words. <laughs> so, I'm so excited. I'm emailing saying, you know, by the way, you know, I couldn't believe how this happened. And so one of John's friends, employees, uh, you know, invited us over to the boot camp. He's camp, he's one of his retreats he does. So me and my friend, Vince Gartland, uh, jumped a, a few planes. And uh, so me and Vince on our journey there, are in a hotel room, stopped over at one night in New Jersey. We're in a hotel room waiting to get the flight the next day to uh, Denver. And uh, we're in this hotel room, and me and Vince have this uh, practice. We have been waiting quietly together ever since we met. We have quiet time. We believe God gives us guidance. So this morning, 6 in the morning, we're sitting quiet, and I get this uh, wee clip for the Shawshank uh, Redemption, the movie The Shawshank Redemption. 
and I, I, it, it was the final scenes where I don't know if you've seen the movie, but you know, uh, Red, who is Morgan Freedom, Freeman, he finally gets free. His friend, his prison fellow prisoner friend, who's broken free and he's he's now away in a different part of the the country, doing a great work. He promised him, "I'm going to come and see you." The Red was he was a defeated man. He was an institutionalized man. He was still imprisoned within himself. And uh, he ended up in the last scenes of the movie. It was so so so, you know, uh, encouraging. I remember watching it, thinking how. Uh, you know, I wanted the movie to continue. I wanted to part two and three and four to come, you know. But he was basically saying uh, he, he was on this journey and, uh, he, he, you know, he was going to go and see his pal. But he, he felt like he was defeated and, he, he, you know, he had nowhere else to go in a sense. He was like, he could have just ended his life, but he's got to see his pal. Now, unbeknown to me at the time, I had been a prisoner myself. I'd been in prison. I'd watched that movie for years. And that part, the parts of that movie had spoke such hope to me, but I knew I wasn't experiencing it. And uh, as I reflected upon the significance of what what was revealed to me, it was, I was read, I was an inexperienced guy who was meant to be fighting for the hearts and minds of people's, you know, people's freedom, the freedom and restoration of people's lives. But when I went to this camp, it was like, goodness me, I found out that, uh, you know, what I found was a friend who was seeing hearts restored and set free in ways I hadn't dreamed of. So, John, I, I mean, in a world of critics and naysayers, it's important, I think, to hear for those who are actually for you, who know who you are and have been deeply impacted by your life and the influence and that you are at your back. I know who you are, John, to me. I thank you for your life, your example, the high price you've paid to dig deep so others don't need to be taken out in this battle. And one of the greatest compliments I could give you is you've actually helped initiate men and women to walk with God for themselves and not become dependent on you. And, and to me, that's one of the greatest things you could say, say to folk who, you know, in my experience, I had a lot of information, but it didn't lead me into participation. It didn't lead me into a wholeness and a restoration of heart that, that set me free in ways I could never imagine. So, uh, just a wee introduction. This, this is what my friend here has done for me. His influence and impact has done for me. So, with that said, John, we're talking about how not to lose heart in a COVID world. Um, how's, how's that been going in for you guys over in the States? Right? <laughs> I mean, it's a rough time. Yeah. It's a, it's a rough time for everybody, mm-hmm. right? Whether, whether you're in Australia or you're in Norway or you're in the U.S., you're in Scotland, it's a rough time. Yeah. And, and Derek, I love your heart, and I love that you continue to draw people back to the heart because we've got to realize the fight mm-hmm. right now is for our hearts, Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart because it is the wellspring of life within us. Mm-hmm. And and for us, I think, oh, man, you know, if you've watched any of the American politics lately, 
it, it's a civil war over here and it's very sad. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of hatred in the world right now in, in the U S but all over. And so like we're having to fight off the fear, mm-hmm. the, the fear of the future. We're having to fight off the hatred, uh, every day just to protect our hearts and, and stay in a good place mm-hmm. with God. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I was just saying before we come on to the garden there, uh, my first, um, you know, introduction to to your, some of, the, some, some of the things you've said was I got a text. This was months before, by the way, this scenario with the book. So I couldn't believe, uh, you know, maybe no months, it was maybe weeks, but there was a text that one of the, my friend Vince had been sent for another leader doing this way. He said, the story of your life is the story of a long and brutal assault in your heart by the one who knows what you could be and fears it. And I heard that in the context of knowing how imprisoned I've been over the years. And it was as if to say, that explains all the childhood assault, all the childhood trauma, the childhood rejection, the childhood dis, the, dis, 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 you know, folk dismissing you. It's like, that story of my life, that, it's been this long, brutal assault on your own heart. Yes. And... Uh, you know, what, what, how does that how does that relate just now? When you, what you've just said, how how important are these things right now to to try and wake up to and live in and you know? Yeah, yeah. You see, um, first off, your life is a story. <clears throat> your life is a story, and God knew that we were going to have to live through this moment in a COVID world. In fact, He chose us and appointed us to live in this moment. And so that means that our Father has everything we need to live in this hour. This didn't throw him. He's not surprised by COVID, right? But we are. And and we're worried about the future and we're worried about our jobs and we're worried about our kids and, you know, what's going to happen to the governments and all that, the economy. But God's not surprised. Mm -hmm. And he chose us to live in this moment. You and me and everyone listening or watching Mm -hmm. this podcast, this conversation. Mm -hmm. And so. It helps, it helps us to say, what is the story I'm living in? A- am, I, am I a victim uh, of a pandemic and, and a world that's going out of control? Am I just, am I just at the mercy uh, of other people's decisions? Or am I the partner and the friend of God, each of us? Mm-hmm in this story right now to fight for the hearts of humanity to rescue men and women in this hour to lock arms and and fight the fear the uncertainty right the anger Mm -hmm. the hatred all of this going on in the world like the the hopelessness Mm -hmm. the unbelief we are in a war and the enemy is rampaging, right? But God knew 
about this moment. Mm -hmm. And he appointed each of us to this story. This is our moment. This is our chapter, (laughs) right? And so here's how I've been thinking about it, Derek. I've been asking myself, when I am standing with Christ on the other side, and we are looking back on this moment in the story, what will I wish my attitude would have been? What, what will I wish my heart would have like risen to in mm-hmm. this moment? Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, gosh, right. Like heroism and courage and love mm-hmm. and belief. Mm-hmm. Like, and so I'm looking at that going, well, then choose that now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Choose that now. Fantastic. Yep. That's, that's, it's a great, great uh, perspective, John, because uh, as I say, I was up. I was up in Port Band where we ran the, the camp uh, the following week and was talking about these things for four days. And I was, <laughs> I was, it was, you know, meant to be ministered, but it was almost been ministered too because I was going through these things myself. I wasn't saying, oh, I've got it all together. It was like realising what's going on. And we watched the film Pilgrim's Progress, me and my son, we downloaded it and uh, we'd watched it this night. And I, I hadn't read the book. Obviously, I heard the story, but. But, uh, you know, John Bunyan writing for this prison, 12 years in prison, writes this story. And the heart, the, the, how, you know, if you're in, your physical life feels like a prison, like lockdown. <laughs> you know, you know, I could so relate with what he, what he was saying, because he was saying, this is no all there is. And if, if all you think that, that you're, you're stuck in this wee, you know, physical, everything to do with your life is all this, it's dependent on, the, you know, the physical stuff, then you're missing the point. There's a, there's an inner journey that's that's that that can set you free for the limitations of this, the, the physical restrictions, and there was a part in the the, 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 the you know the the movie you know and as as he read and found out what the words meant pilgrim somebody's just passing through, I'm only staying here temporary temporarily, you know it, it it was like I was in a campsite, it couldn't have been any mere temp, temporary you know it was like this was I knew I was only I'm only staying here a few nights, but. Uh, you know, it, it, there was a scene that he kept taking the easy way, and he ended up getting into all sorts of bother, deluded, de- deceived, and tra- trapped. And then, you know, he, he, he takes the hard road, weigh the burdens, all the heavy weights he was carrying, and it spoke so deeply to me that as he went uphill and st- suffered and struggled through the pain, and he cr- he was made and made aware of his need, he cried to God, and God released him. Yeah, and, and to me it was like we want you know this. Oh, this is squeezing me, as I've heard you say. You know, it's squeezing me. I'm, I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling, um, you know, uh, like, you know, unable to cope and want to, want to check out. And we know what happens when we check out. You know, we're 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 uh, we're, we're, we're experiencing more and more defeat, more and more depression, more and more all these discouragement coming on us. And uh, it, it, it was such a a beautiful uh, scene to say, no, this is hard, but press through. Yeah. Yeah, and what I love about, I love Pilgrim's Progress, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah. Uh, and it's a reminder, friends, this is not the first hard time on the earth. <laughs> We're not the first people to live through a rough hour. Mm-hmm. Okay? Like, World War Two was a rough hour. Mm-hmm. 
and particularly for the British Isles, yeah. right? That was a that was a rough time for Europe, but we got through it. And, and and you can go all the way back through history. I was thinking, where's Edward the First now? Where's the Hammer of Scotland now? He's gone. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that was a rough time, mm-hmm. but that's over. And so, just to remind us, this is our moment, and it will pass. Mm-hmm. It will pass. Mm-hmm. Our fight is not to lose heart in the middle of it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so a big, a, 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 you know, we're going to get real practical with some of this stuff. But mm-hmm. can I just recommend get off the news? Mm-hmm. You you don't need to know the tragedy of every community in the world right now. You don't. You don't you don't need to know what's happening in American politics. You don't need to know what the body count is in Italy right now. You just don't. And and there is not one single piece of research that shows an increase of joy and peace and well-being through your consumption of news or social media. And so let's let's protect our hearts Mm -hmm. like Get the basics, five minutes a day. Mm. Get in, get the basics, and then get out. And give your attention to things that bring you life, mm-hmm. right? Listen to music that brings you life. Watch movies that bring you life. Take a walk, right, that, that brings you life. Do the things that bring you life right now, and let's get out of because the world is trying to yell this story. And, and if we can be honest... COVID-19 is not that impressive. I mean, as plagues go, Mm -hmm. it's really not that impressive. Mm -hmm. If the enemy was trying to kill the world, this is a really blunt instrument, Mm -hmm. right? Like this is not that significant. Now, it's not insignificant, but it's not that. But the world keeps yelling this story of fear Mm -hmm. and uncertainty, right? Get off that story. Right. Get 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 the basic news. Get out of it. Get off social media Mm -hmm. and do the things that bring you life. Read a book. Listen to music. Play a game. Right. Talk to your friends. Do the things that strengthen your heart right now, Mm -hmm. because we're in a fight for our hearts. Mm -hmm. Excellent. John. Yeah. I heard you say uh, you quoted. when you said our inner life has not to be tinkered with you can you elaborate <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes yeah because okay so let's make it in this moment <clears throat> covid and the and the quarantines and the pandemic and the economy and all that that is flushing things from within us right the broken places within us come to the surface in a moment like this and it may be our struggle with fear or it may be our struggle with rage it's it's probably all of our addictions right whatever that is for you you know it's food or alcohol or sex or you know it's flushing all these things okay okay let's use the opportunity to invite christ into these broken places I, this is what I had to do. I have a confession. I, I have been in a battle with hatred the last 
couple weeks. I, I, it's just in there in me. And it, and it got into my story through abandonment and betrayal as a child and, and through abuse. And, and, and so there was hatred down in there. But in this moment on the earth, whoa, I cannot, cannot give way to that. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus flushed it through the pandemic and through American politics. And, and, but now it's time to get Christ in there. So what Tozier, what Tozier was saying, he was saying, don't play with the restoration of your of your life. Mm-hmm. Don't play with your heart. Mm-hmm. Don't be don't be foolish mm-hmm. with your inner life. Mm-hmm. Like all of us are struggling with things right now. You know, the weaker places in us, the broken places are coming to the surface. Mm-hmm. OK, that's the opportunity to invite Christ in. Jesus, come into my anger. Jesus, come into my fear. Mm-hmm. Come and heal mm-hmm. yeah. my soul. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, uh, I had heard a quote. Uh, I got taken to a, a men's breakfast years ago. It was a South African fellow, and he quoted this. I, I, know, I don't know if it's accurate, but he said that some general had quoted it in the Vietnam War, American general, and he said some men die by shrapnel. Some men die by flames, but most men die inch by inch by playing silly games. You know, and and when you're talking, it's like, you know, as I've been saying, a guy had talked through some of this stuff with, you know, outside of COVID, people are just living their lives, you know, I don't really need to face up to a lot of things and we just, you know, we're in this wee groundhog day routine and everything's fine as long as everything's fine. But then this stuff's coming up here, pressure, squeezed, shaken. You know we're getting we're getting confronted by in, inconvenience, and then the warfare of everybody else. You know I've been talking about this Great Depression and how it infected the world. You know and and, and that's the reality of people you're you're meeting are feeling depressed, they're feeling discouraged, they're they're angry. They're, they're you know and and I'm not saying it's every day, but it's definitely been a factor. And if you're not thinking in terms of that. Then you know, you know, you're, you're, you can then be overwhelmed with how's this? How am I experiencing all this? And how do I deal with it? I've always just coped by doing all this stuff, but I can't do this stuff. I can't go to the betting shop. I can't go to the the football. You know, we can't go to the pub. So it's like these things coming into into the floor. Like all of a sudden, you're you're a, you're you're now going. I've been training like mad, and that's the way I've coped. But now I can't do certain things. And then you're realising, I'm I'm getting exposed, and like me, when I was coming to see you, exposed in my inexperience of how to really navigate and deal with these things. And that that word to me that most men die inch by inch by playing silly games, you know, by, by not taking responsibility, by by tinkering, casually dealing with my with my inner life. Thinking that no, I don't. I, I'm not really in a battle, so I don't really need to bother with this. And it's like many people are getting taken out. The hunt, the suicide rate in the UK is up a hundred percent. You know, I've said this, but my my my, uh, my friend Vince Gartland was coming back for for Greece. He was on two trains from Manchester, and the train the train on two different lines. The train had to stop because two folk had killed themselves on his journey up the road. 
you know, so it, it is, it's serious, there is things happening, people are we're coming out the other side, we, we, you know, we're, we're, why do we focus on, how, how do we, how do we thrive, how do we, how do we prosper and, and bounce back in our souls, you know, um, but that's the reality, some people, these discussions are important because some people are living hopeless lives, they, they, they are being taken out, their hearts have been taken out by the hopelessness of COVID, by the, the uncertainty and the and the, the loss that they're feeling, that I can't go on, and it doesn't need to happen. And that's, you know, what when, when I'm talking to you, John, and, you know, what you've said and how how many people in their, in their complacency and, you know, uh, in their own uh, condition of heart think, oh, that, I've got something negative to say about that. So what have you got to offer for people who are, who are uh, getting taken out left, right and centre on this? So, hope. Yeah, no, but I'm saying about these people who have been the naysayers, but now right. the true work stands. Your work will stand. It will be known by its fruit in the midst of the craziest, hardest of times, difficult, most difficult times. And then you know that is helping me. That is giving me. That's giving me life for my sto- my soul. That's bringing me joy. That's bringing me up out of being being feeling so down and discouraged. You know. So. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, friends, let's be honest about some things right now. We're all adults. We're grown-ups. So let's be honest. Evil is trying to ravage the human race right now. Satan, the prince of darkness, the kingdom of darkness, is trying to take human lives. And he's doing it through hopelessness and despair. We have got to be aware that we are in a real fight. That's why the scripture says, put on your armor. Act like a soldier, right? Don't play silly games. Be sober about your life. And, and the, so I want to say some very simple things for a moment. You are not alone. God has not abandoned you. The God of the best moments in your life, maybe it was a fabulous trip you took five years ago, maybe it was a wonderful evening with some mates, the God of the best moments of your life, he is still your God. Today, in the hard, right here, you are not alone. And God is with us. We will get through this into something very beautiful. Jesus is actually very much at work in the world. He has not abandoned his sons and daughters. He is working and moving on the earth right now. We are on the verge of the greatest revival that the world has ever seen. And it's actually happening now. It's taking place in all over the world. There are men, women, children coming to Christ in the thousands. God is at work. And we have to hold these things tight and say, I will not give way to death. I will not give way to fear. I reject that. My God is with me. He has not abandoned me. We are going to make it to something really beautiful at the end of all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and you know, for some of those, the some of those that are listening, you know, in my world, who, when we hear G- the word Jesus and name Jesus, and we we question what what's he got to do with all this, you know, uh, John starts his count with a scene from Braveheart, and uh, you 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 see this heroic, courageous act that was sacrificial that was that was so inspiring that somebody would who who only wanted to raise crops and uh, you know build a family forced into fighting and uh, you know it's like yeah well that how did that story so speak so much to me how did the Shawshank redemption speak so much to me as a guy coming out of prison and uh, all the different and feelings of imprisonment in my own self, in my own inner life. And then hearing the story that Jesus was the ultimate freedom fighter. He was the one who came to to, to restore everything that's been stolen for us and set us free. And uh, so just to actually hear that, that he's no this wee religious, you know, uh, meek and mild guy, that's part of the his, his character, but you know, but he's also got this, uh, you know, he's also the 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 guy who laid his life down, and and uh, you know won back our our hearts, died that earth everything everything in our lives would be forgiven the sins every every wrong we've committed would be forgiven, you know. So um, he's very real for for this moment, and when John's saying. Ask, ask him in, ask him into these areas, you know, that you, you feel, I've got nowhere else to go. Well, you know, you can ask Christ in and trust that he can release, he can release you. He can heal you and restore you and give you the, give you the clarity, the direction about how to, how to navigate through things. So. Yeah, that's beautiful, Derek. It, mm. It's so important for us to remember Jesus doesn't love religion. Mm-hmm. The people that hated him most were the very religious people. <laughs> the people that loved him most were the people in the pubs. They were the people on the streets. Yeah. And to remember everything you love to do, you love the ocean or you love the mountains, you love music, like you love being with your friends, that's Jesus. He created that for you. He gave you that heart to love it. The things that crack you up, the things that just make you laugh, that's Jesus. He gave you a sense of humor, and he loves it when you crack up. <laughs> okay? he, he is not religious. He is the best man you could ever meet. He is the best friend you could ever have. Mm-hmm. Amen, John. Amen. I read, you know, that really what we're doing is fighting for sight. The reason we lose heart is because we we lose the reasons for us to take heart. <laughs> you know, we lose the hope, we lose the confidence because we're looking at the wrong places. And... Uh, you know, what's what some of the things you've been doing to look in the right places, John, practical, practically speaking? Yeah, get outside, mm-hmm. 
Get outside. Nature heals. Beauty heals. You have to get off the digital mm-hmm. and get into the real. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, you know, winter's almost here in Colorado now. It's cold. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go outside. <laughs> but every time I do, I am renewed by it. And even if it's just a short walk and, you know, I'll bundle up and I'll put on the, the you know, the jacket and everything. And, uh, but it's worth it. Get off the digital and get into the real mm-hmm. and, and do those things that feed your soul. Mm-hmm. OK, so it, again, I, I'm reading a fascinating book on the power of music to heal the human brain. Mm-hmm. And the, the amazing thing is music draws upon all the different hemispheres of your brain. Mm-hmm. It's not located in just one place. And people with deep Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And deep dementia, people with traumatic brain injury mm-hmm. respond to one thing, mm-hmm. and it's music. And so fill your home with music. Mm-hmm. Put it on your headphones when you're out, you know, for, for a walk. Mm-hmm. Like, let do the things that bring beauty into your life. Mm-hmm. For right now, that's what's working for me. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Um, yeah. Um, I know listening to some of the you know, some of the, the conversations you've had with your team, they've been so helpful. Um, and talking about attention, talking about uh, focusing on the positives. <laughs> yeah. The, the discipline of making the decision to have 70, 75% of the things you're talking about being positive. Um, but, you know, you wrote a book recently and you talked about benevolent detachment. And the letting go of everything and every everyone and everything to God. How how important, how practical, and how simple. But you know, is that is that a reality that that's part of how I fight for my heart in the midst of this, uh, you know, world that distraction is. There's some trying to take my concentration. Some, you know, uh, you know, some road, some. Some something there that's going to take me back into just sucking in the rang hang. How important is yeah. this and that daily daily practice of that? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. You've all experienced this. Mm-hmm. You can have ten people say something really, really nice to you. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're doing great. You look good today. I like the way you did that. Mm-hmm. One person says something negative to you. What do you know? You're an idiot. You're you know. What do we remember? (laughs) We remember the one negative thing, right? Okay, well, you are being bombarded with negative news in the world. Mm -hmm. And it affects us. It makes us heavy Mm -hmm. and discouraged and heavy laden. So you've got to learn to let that go. Mm -hmm. You've got got to let it go. Mm -hmm. 1 Peter 5, verse 7, cast all of your cares Mm -hmm upon God Mm -hmm. because he cares for you. Mm -hmm. And this has been, this has been a lifesaver for me. A couple Mm -hmm. times a day, Mm -hmm. I have to stop, Mm -hmm. especially at bedtime. Mm -hmm. And and, and I just say, I give, I give it all to you. Yeah. I give it all to you. There isn't anything I can do about it anyway. Mm -hmm. I I give it all to you. I give everyone Mm -hmm. and I give everything Mm -hmm. to you, God. Mm -hmm. And and the, the relief of it, Mm -hmm. we, we cannot stay in this place of heavy laden. Mm-hmm. It's it's not good for the heart and mm-hmm. soul. Yeah. So you, you, you we want light hearted. Yeah. 
we want we want to be light-hearted mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got you've got to keep turning it over because this stuff is trying to pile on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I, you you introduced me to the daily prayer, and I mean, goodness me, how important the 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 cultivation of our hearts because that's how we don't you know die by inch by inch. It's by admitting, you know, I I'm carrying a weight here. I'm sad, I'm disappointed, I am, I am fearful, you know, I, on a daily basis, I, I, giving up the fight, I, 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 this, one of my fellow workers, uh, one night, years ago, we've been, you know, having a meeting in a, a, in a kind of outreach in a local community, and some, some of the most neediest of people, and I had this sense about praying about the past, releasing people for the burden they're carrying, the weight of their past, and everybody else's past they carry, and while I was speaking, she had a vision. And she says she saw a man running with chains up all around him. And it was like, oh, he was struggling with the chains, you know. And she said she first saw him just quit because of the chains. Because it was so hard, so much, so heavy and so difficult. And she said in the vision she saw him quit. And while, when he quit, the chains get further and further and they multiplied. They get more and more bound. But then she said, I saw the next part of it was he kept running through the pain. Kept practising what he knew to do. And he, she said, the chains come off. And it's like, you know, I, I, I was so, the sense of release that came into that building that night. Because it was like the revelation of, even though in the midst of the heaviness, the weights, yeah, we can be playing silly games. Yeah, we can be tinkering with these things. And the fact is, Maybe people listening, you know, I've never heard the word tinker. I, I maybe don't even know a clue what that means. I've not even had a, any guidance of fathering in the need for, the need for me to not take my inner life, you know, deal with it in a casual, unmethodical unmethod, uh, manner, not having any sense of uh, consistency in how I, I actually say, this is just as important as me going down to the gym and, you know, pouring all this effort into the physical transformation of my body you know and uh, so it's really encouraging people to be able to say uh, that's me I I can put my hands up I've been playing silly games great news is we confess and we don't have to remain defined by it I do this every day through through what John's uh, uh, connected me with entering into uh, the work that Jesus has done for us. Nailing on his cross, and it's hindering progress, and it's hindering joy, and it's blocking his life from flowing through. And being able just to name, that's what I'm experiencing. I'm no longer going to go and drug myself with whatever false comforter I can fight I can I can fight through that by saying, that's what I'm experiencing, and I'm nailing that in the cross. I bring the cross of Christ in between me and whatever it is. And, you know, I, I've been so blessed, John, with, with the also the sense of the heaviness, the weights, the, unfor- the hurt and unforgiveness of others, the disappointment. You know, and I've heard you pray it, and I thought, oh, wow, the warfare and corruption of others. Because it's such a revelation to understand, you know... You know, what you're experiencing through people is most likely 
the the corruption that they're in, the defeat that they're in, the things that's, that they've been taken out in, and then you think, all of a sudden, their story's my story. doesn't need to be. And that, to me, has been a, what a godsend to, you know, all my life, been so insecure about all the messages I was receiving, never realising, actually, that's not my message. Oh, my goodness. John, can I say, when, when I came in Colorado, oh, my goodness. No, when when I watched that clip for the movie, the kid, the Disney movie, the kid, and everything was restored to him, all his dreams that were lost because of his, you know, all the wounds. I'm telling you, I was I was a bit doing cartwheels in that that centre. You know, I was so full of joy because I didn't think you could become whole sexually. I didn't think you could become whole in your identity and your and stable and secure and and your un, unit uh, your union with God as a son. No living, still living in a pig pen, thinking thinking like you're a slave. You know, thinking that you're 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 uh, you're unworthy. It was like the the joy uh, that no no that's that's no God's that's no that's no that's no Jesus's uh, intent. I came to re, your subphrase and your summary of the uh, look for and waiting the dead to restore uh, your heart and to set you free. So I mean, maybe John, you can just lead, you know, because even in the midst of this. As I said, before I even met you, I got that restored to factory settings and then I meet you and you've led me into it, you've expressed it and explained it. This is what Jesus' will is. So maybe praying for folk who, yeah, I can admit all these things about myself, I'm I'm, no, I'm on tinkering, playing games, and but from the darkest of nights, it's Friday, but Sunday is a coming. We can experience, even through our darkest, de- deepest it may defeated places. We can experience a restoration, resurrecting power of of Christ coming into the areas. Could you lead? We can. Can you lead? Or do you want to say anything about that? Or do you want to lead folk into it with prayer? Yeah, that's beautiful. Let me let me explain something, and we're going to pray. Mm-hmm. The door opens from the inside. Jesus never kicks the door down. So in these places in our lives, the fear, the anger, the uncertainty, the addictions, we open the door from the inside. And, and he waits. He waits until we're ready. But let's, let's open the doors right now mm-hmm. to his love mm-hmm. and to his healing. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I need your love. Mm-hmm. I need your healing. Jesus, I need you. And I open the doors of my fear, of my anger, of my loneliness. I open the door of all of my addiction, my sexuality, Lord, the alcohol. I open the door of my heartache I open the doors of my life my soul my heart to you come and make me whole Mm -hmm. heal my brokenness strengthen me in this hour Mm -hmm. bring all of the fragmented places within me 
into your love and fill me with your life. Mm -hmm. I want my whole heart back. Mm -hmm. I want my whole heart back. So I open the door, my heart to you, mm -hmm. and ask you to heal my heart. Mm -hmm. Give me your strength. Give me hope in this hour and help me see clearly the story that I'm really living in, which is your story for me. In your name, I pray. Amen. This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighter.life. Until next time, God bless you.